Hey everyone, welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I am so excited to talk with you right now because we finally get to talk about Interview with a Vampire. Now, I promise you there won't be any spoilers in this conversation, but the embargo for reviews is lifted today. And that means I get to talk with you about my impressions of the show and some of the general things that you'll see. And um, yeah, I thought a podcast might be a good idea. Now, I do want to preface this because um, my main review will be over at What to Watch, which is where I I work. And um, I would love it if you took a look at the review when it goes live. It should be live uh, later tonight, tomorrow. It's We're a UK-US team, so sometimes things go up in the middle of the night because it's the middle of the day in the UK. So you never know. Um, but I wanted to do a podcast because I can say things in my podcast, It's my podcast, so I can say whatever I want, but I can say things a little bit more candidly than I can say them in a formal review. So if I want to say I fucking loved Interview with a Vampire, I can't really do that at work, but I can do that here. And in case you were wondering, I fucking loved Interview with a Vampire. So that said, let's dive in to Interview with a Vampire. Now, I've if you listen to the previous podcast, I told you about how I've been an Anne Rice fan almost my whole life. And um, so this series is something that as soon as they announced it, I was really excited about it. I understood there were going to be changes. I wasn't too concerned about it because AMC does a really good job with its properties. And I feel like if anybody was going to be able to do it, it would be AMC. And to be very honest with you, you know, and to be perfectly upfront and perfectly clear, I don't get paid to say nice things about AMC, but it's not hard to do it because they do such a fantastic job. So everything about this series it just screams dedication, loyalty, faithfulness to the subject matter, um, appreciation, and love. Love is the key. They clearly love Anne Rice and her work. And you can see that in every facet of the show, from the production design to the costumes to the details to the characters, the way they bring the characters to life, the actors they chose to play the characters. They're all so perfect. And there were only two things that really stand out in terms of, of actual changes from the stories. Um, if you watched the behind the scenes special this past week, um, Roland Jones talked a little bit about this. He said the two main changes are the fact that you get a different Lestat because it's more of a Lestat from the broader selection of books and not just Interview with a Vampire. And then it's also set in the 1910s in, in New Orleans. And so the time period shifted a little bit. Lestat is still, you know, a, a, an 18th century vampire, but Louis is, is a 33-year-old man in 1910 New Orleans. He's a black Creole man, which changes the dynamic a little bit. But what's interesting is that he's a descendant of the same plantation that you would have seen his family had owned the sugar plantation for generations. So the story, it's just shifted just a little bit. But everything about it makes so much sense. And when you really sit back and you think about the fact that they're trying to build a new universe 
and an expanded universe and bring all of the characters and all of the books to life, you can see that, you know, they really needed to do these things to make these little changes in order for it to all make sense. And, and I think you'll be able to see that as the, you know, as the show progresses. So kind of kicking off uh, my general review, you know, one of the things I had talked about is that it's a really helpful thing to talk to read some of the other books in the Vampire Chronicles to get a good background of kind of where they pulled the story from. So hopefully you've had a chance to read um, not only Interview with a Vampire, but uh, Prince Lestat, which comes out, it came out in 2014, The Vampire on Mond, which came out in 1998. And... Um, you know, even the Vampire Lestat, which is 1985. The reason that these books are important is you'll see little Easter eggs dropped throughout the series. And it's really fun to go and, and do a really close watch of the episodes and, and see what you pick up on. Um, basic story. And again, there's no spoilers here. These are all things they've talked about publicly already. The basic story is that the original interview between Louis and Daniel Malloy, who's played by Eric Bogosian, and Louis is Jacob Anderson. They had their original interview in 1973 in San Francisco. Now, if Louis became a vampire in 1910, by 1973, he's only been a vampire for 63 years. So he's got a very limited perspective on everything. Daniel, by his own admission, is a very young reporter at that point. He doesn't understand the complexities and the, the magnitude of what he's getting in this interview. So there's a lot of things that, that need to be kind of worked out. I mean, you know, you think about hindsight being 2020, 50 years have passed when this new interview takes place. When Louis reaches out to, to Daniel and says, hey, I want to do this interview again. Daniel has gone on to have a very prestigious career. Louis has learned a lot. Louis has the benefit of all of the things that happened in the Vampire Chronicles. And I want to highlight that one of those things is that he had the opportunity to read all of these books, you know, even just reading the Vampire Lestat. We know that at the end of the Vampire Lestat, at the end of the concert, Louis is there with Gabriel to, uh, to rescue Lestat from, you know, what's, what's happening in, in the events of that book um, at, after the concert. But Louis never, Louis never had a chance to know Lestat the way he knew him in Interview with a Vampire, because that book hadn't come out yet. Lestat, in this universe, hadn't written his autobiography yet. So there's a lot of stuff that Louis didn't even know. He had no idea, because their relationship was, was it was fraught, it was, it was tumultuous. But that said... The series, the beautiful thing about this series is that it allows the time to get to know them when they were happy and they were happy. That's the thing that, that the movie and that, you know, even the book, you know, you don't get to see that, that the reason that they came together, the reason that Lestat said, I choose you and I want to make you a vampire is based on this love and admiration for Louis. And Louis says, yes, because he also feels that attraction to Lestat. So you get to see the full, the full gamut of their relationship. You see them in kind of that newlywed phase when they're just crazy about each other. And then you see the ups and downs and you see the tension, but you see, you see these beautiful moments. And when Claudia comes into the picture, they, they're a family and you see that and you, we don't have to rush through it the way you would in a two hour movie. 
the series takes the time to do all of these things. They explore all of these elements in loving detail. And it's really reverent to the original source material. It's all in there. You can hear it. You can hear Anne Rice's language and you can see their appreciation for her work. All of the characters are just so brilliant and the actors are so dedicated to these roles. One of the things that, you know, on, on the subject of these, of the roles, the actors and their roles, Jacob Anderson is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Louis is complex. He's layered. He's not haunted so much the way that Brad Pitt's Louis was. And there's nothing, trust me, I love the 1994 movie. I absolutely love it. There's no replacing it. You don't have to say that one is better than the other. We can have both. We live in a world where we can have both. We can have Louis and we can have Louis and Lestat as Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, or we can have them as Jacob Anderson and Sam Reed. We can have them both. We don't have to, to compare. I mean, we can compare them. We can contrast them, but you don't have to pick. We can celebrate them all because remember, Anne Rice wrote the screenplay for that, the 1994 movie. So she had a big hand in how that movie came together. And there was only so much that she could do at the time to bring all of those things to life. There were things that she had to leave on the cutting room floor. There were things that because of the time period, they weren't able to explore. Let me tell you, friends, right now, I'm, I'm going to say it right now that the interview with a vampire series on AMC is so deliciously queer that I can't even like, I'm, I'm still just, it, it just puts the biggest smile on my face to see that Louis and Lestat get to embrace their love for each other. Lestat in typical Lestat fashion is 100% bisexual and totally embraces it, has no problem going back and forth between men and women and having whatever kind of relationship with them that he pleases because it is the vampire Lestat. And that's, you know, going back to what I said about one of the key changes in the story is that the Lestat in the story is the Lestat who is an imp. He's a brat prince. He is, he's so charismatic and so yeah, you're going to have a Lestat and I'm being perfectly honest with you, you know, and, and that's why I want to do this podcast because there are things I can say in the podcast that I can't say in a review. Sam Reed as Lestat, the way he embodies Lestat. I'm talking, I'm not talking specifically about Sam Reed. I'm talking about his embodiment of Lestat. This Lestat is panty, smoldering, melting, incredible goodness. And you know what? The truth is he's going to melt and incinerate your boxer briefs too. Doesn't matter if you're wearing panties or boxer briefs, he will ignite whatever it is you're wearing. Everyone is going to love Lestat because he is just that fucking good. So good. So amazing. The, you know, the level of training and preparation that they had to put in for this, this series. And, and, and this is across the board between Jacob Anderson, Sam Reed and Bailey Bass, who plays Claudia, who's brilliant, by the way, they had to learn French. They had to do dialogue training. They had to do dance training. They had to learn singing. They had to learn musical instruments. They did it all. And it comes across as so genuine and so 
true to form that it's impossible not to be absolutely swept off your feet by these characters. It's impossible not to be attracted to all of these characters. And you know what? I'm going to put it out there that Eric Bogosian's Daniel Malloy, he's sexy too. I have no idea, and I'm, you know, again, I'm not going to spoil anything. I have no idea how this, the larger story unfolds, because remember, this is this is all incremental. I saw the first five episodes of the series. There's seven episodes in the, in the, the first season, and they're planning on years and years and years. So I have no idea how the story is going to unfold. But Eric Bogosian blows me away as Daniel Malloy, and he's he's so professional. If you watch Succession... The, the hearing at the end of season two, when his character is grilling the, the Roy family, it comes out in Interview with a Vampire. I mean, you see Daniel going after Louie and saying, well, wait a minute, you know, in 1973, you said this, and then now you're saying this, like, what happened? Why did this change? He's putting Louie on the spot. And trust me, Louie gives as good as he gets, and, and he's feisty too. And, and it's so fun to see this dynamic. All of these characters are, are just so brilliantly written so that the story makes sense. From the very, you know, in, in, in kind of going back, you know, I, I know a lot of people were concerned about some of the changes that were coming in the series, but, you know, from the very first moments, they have nods to the movie, nods to the books. Um, it, it explains itself very quickly. You understand exactly why things are happening the way they are, why they have to happen the way they do, why they look the way they do, why they are the way they are. All of these things, all of these questions get answered very early on. And it makes for a very pleasant viewing experience because you don't have to sit and wonder, well, why am I seeing this? Why is this happening the way it is? It's it's just, it's brilliant. Um. I did see one of my one of my colleagues um, had made a comment. He's he's not familiar with the books. He's not familiar with the universe. He made a comment that you know he was concerned about the pacing. And I can tell you as a fan of the series that the pacing is fine. It is it is you know honestly I I would say extend it out even more. Give us fourteen episodes instead of seven. I want it all. I, I, I'll just put that out there. I will take as much as I can get because it is so fucking good. If you're not familiar with the series, then it is going to seem a little strange. This is definitely an homage to Anne Rice's works. So if you don't know the series, it's going to be a little bit hard to understand all of the nuance. But that said, if you're not, a, if you haven't read the books or if it's been a while since you've read the books, you're not going to be lost either. It's very clear why things are happening the way they are and what's happening and who the characters are, who the players are. All of these things come out very quickly and it's very easy to understand. Um, I think that, you know, one of the, one of the things that I also like is that they are very cognizant of how they're setting up this universe. There are references, as we see in the, the behind-the-scenes special, there are references to the Mayfair Witches. Uh, the Mayfair Witches are, uh, the series is being developed. It's going to be coming out next year. And I don't know how it'll tie in or when it'll tie in. Obviously, there is crossover between the two series. 
um, later on in the book. So the fact that they're hinting at it now means that, you know, they're planning, they're planning for the long game. They're planning for these things to all happen. And I can't wait to see certain characters come to life. Some that you see now, some that you won't see until later. Um, you know, obviously when they get to the vampire Lestat and queen of the damned, I cannot wait to see Marius. I've told you that before, how much I love that character. Um, you know, David is going to be a fun character to see. There's so many amazing characters and just the fact that they're doing this and, and you can see the reason that that's important is that you can see in how they crafted this first season. You can see how they're thinking about how all of these pieces are going to fit into the narrative, because obviously after interview with a vampire, the narrative shifts and it switches over to Lestat for the majority of the Vampire Chronicles. And it's not until we get into the later books after Memnock, when we get into uh, Pandora, when we get into Marius, when we get into Armand, um, Quinn Blackwood and Blackwood Farm, that's when you really start to see the shift into other voices. But for the most part, even in the most recent books, Prince Lestat and uh, the Realms of Atlantis and all of the, you know, the, the most recent books that came out, it's all a stat. It's all a stat's voice. And we've gotten used to that as a fandom. And I think that's why it's so important that Sam Reed play the character the way he's playing them, because you, you have to, you have to fall in love with this Lestat in order to, to really buy into this. Jacob Anderson obviously is, is incredibly dynamic as Louis and Louis plays such a big part in the story, but Lestat is the driver, and he's the one who's going to be carrying us through the rest of this series beyond, you know, beyond the story of Interview with the Vampire. So I think it's really important, and and it's it's key to note that he just does a fantastic job, and you're going to love him. You're, you're going to absolutely love him. So with that said, I can't tell you how excited I am for you to be able to see Interview with a Vampire on October 2nd. There's so much, oh my God, it's just, it's a feast for the eyes. It is a feast for the senses. If you're like me, you're going to walk on clouds after you watch the first episode, because that's how I felt. I was so excited. I felt so lighthearted and it was like a dream come true. They had done something with this series that I never thought possible. I never thought you could have a series. I wanted it, but I never thought it would happen. And it happened. And I can't wait to see how this all turns out. So you're in for a real treat. And, you know, I, like I said, I have no reason to lie to you. I'm a fellow fan too. If there was something that I didn't like, I would let you know. But I can't, there's nothing in my brain other than the fact that it's only seven episodes. That's the only complaint I have. It's not long enough. Aside from that, it's brilliant, and I can't wait to see how this all turns out. So there's my my official, unofficial review, because I am telling you that it is fucking amazing, and you're going to love it, and oh my God, all of the performances are just so incredible. You're going to love it. You are absolutely going to love it. So please, as you watch the episodes, as we get closer, you know, once, once October 2nd comes along, I am going to be covering the show as much as I can podcasts, articles, articles on my, on my blog, my nights are booked, which is my personal site. I'm going to have stuff over on what to watch. I'm going to have interviews. I'm going to have all kinds of stuff. So please keep, you know, keep checking back 
Um, if you have an opportunity to subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, leave a review, that really helps me because then I can do more of this for you. Just like, you know, if you read the article over on what to watch, the more attention articles get, the more I can do, you know, within a certain subject. That's, that's how the, the world works. That's how the entertainment journalism industry works. So if my editors see that there's a lot of interest in a subject, then they're going to say, Sarah Beth, do more. If there's not a lot of interest, then, you know, they don't, they don't know what the trends are all the time. So they won't know to tell me to do more. So, um, your support means everything to me. And I am so proud and blessed to be part of this community. So thank you so much for listening. This is the start of a very long journey. So thank you for starting out and listening to my review. And um, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. So just get ready, everybody, because it is one hell of a ride. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon.